You are listening to See Through Panel, a, co- a comics podcast, comics, graphic novels, manga. We review basically anything that is sequential art. My name is Cole Harvey. I'm here with Fahed Araman. Hello, everyone. Today we're going to be talking about two uh, digital-only, pretty indie books. Uh, the first of which is called Leap M. Why don't you Why don't you tell them about it, Fahed? Okay, so uh, Leap M is written by Doug Wood and is illustrated by Matt Battaglia um, for the sake of um, complete uh, clarity. Uh, myself and Doug might be working on a comic books project at some point in the future. So just to kind of like make sure everything's completely transparent on that front. Um, so Leap M is a, about a man that is uh, wrongly accused of a crime and essentially he's uh seeking out vengeance it's um kind of got a sci-fi tw- twist to it so uh in in the world of um leap m uh people that have been convicted of crimes um aren't sent to prison they're put into this uh device which uh artificially ages them and kind of puts them through the um prison experience so it's kind of like um that episode of uh, Deep Space Nine where Miles O'Brien is kind of captured and he's kind of forced to go through um, this kind of brainwashing thing which makes him feel like he's lived in prison for like 30 years. So it's kind of a similar sort of concept to that and it's kind of that kind of meets Demolition Man and it will be available on Comixology on the 26th of August. Okay, so it's not out yet. I it's not, out not yet. aware of that. Yeah. So start off, this book, it, 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 the art is more professional than I had thought going in just because I knew we were going to try out some indie stuff. How did you feel about the art? I said so for me, the art style was, it suited the story really well. It's kind of like grungy and gritty and grimy. It's kind of um, almost got that um, criminal feel to it but a little bit more um scratchy if you know what i mean i definitely agree i got that same vibe i do think his figures get a little weird sometimes but other than that it's quite it's quite professional yes i think um sometimes i don't mind if people in comic books they ignore the anatomy if that's what they're intending to do and i think for most of the kind of shots that you're talking about i think he definitely intended not to um kind of obey the 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 rules of uh you know realistic human anatomy um so yeah i think yeah i I agree with you on that point yeah there's they do quite a few uh fight scenes whether it be just like um our main character and his a police officer friend fighting hand to hand or just be like a war scene and i thought those were were done in a way that was quite easy to follow and um i didn't really get lost i thought there was a couple things maybe i would have done differently but um i mean it's a very it's a very well done book the characters all look very unique i don't really see there's not no like glaring problems which you'll see a lot of a lot of what's the word i guess early work for for artists will have a lot of holes and this didn't really have a lot of holes to me i well for me there was 
um, one thing that I did notice, and if it's, let me just get up my iPad so I can um, bring it up. So there was one bit where so it's the, the bit where they're introducing all the, all his squad that's in Afghanistan. And he introduces, he introduces Sergeant Parker and to me, like Sergeant Parker in the panel, or I'm assuming that they're talking about Sergeant Parker, very much looks like a white guy. And then when we actually meet um, Sergeant Parker in, in the future, it's a very dark skinned kind of like black person. So I think, I don't know if that was something they missed out on or. Oh, you're right. I didn't, I had forgotten that we met a Parker. Yes. In yeah. the flashback, he's very much a white guy in the flashback. Yes. So, I mean, apart from that, all the art is, I think, kind of very well done. I kind of generally like the the composition of the shot, the kind of the, you know, the explosion scene where um someone's getting blown up. I think it's very well put together, kind of, you know, the, the kind of scene where he's... um like you mentioned where he, you know he's you know uh, the, our main protagonist is is uh, fighting the the police officer and he's just old and broken down and he just kind of gets brutally beaten down quite easily is also i think very well done the other sequence in the book that i really enjoyed i think this has got one of the strongest um opening two or three pages that i think i've read in a while this entire the entire setup of um Wilbur waking up and he doesn't really know where he is and then kind of slowly opening the door and realizing that there's a dead body in there and then him being arrested is for me kind of really, really well put together. Yeah, I thought it was really well done. He th there's a pa OK, the panel composition is something I like a lot about this book because uh, the layouts are done in a way that um, they flow very nicely. So on that page, when he finds the body, uh, there's a panel right before. Or there's a series of small panels and then he looks to the left kind of in shadow and then it expands out to a larger uh, panel at the bottom of the page showing the body and, and him standing over it. I thought that was a really good reveal and it continues to do that type of um, it's very thoughtful um, and the action actually is, is done in a similar way where it's specifically you can tell he's doing this on purpose and he's, he's just a smart creator where he's purposely uh, drawing your eye from panel to panel uh, and it works very well. So that's, I think, a very complimentary thing for the art because at times I feel like this is so uh, scratchy and loose. It might be hard to follow if he wasn't specifically leading you through uh, all these panels with a thread. So I really like that. Yes, I think yeah, I, I agree. I recently read um, Rusty Brown. Yeah, which is kind of like a yeah, and there's a section in that where I'm you know I've been reading comic books and graphic novels for like twenty years. There were sections in that where I, I simply couldn't follow, where he wanted me to you know which panel panel was coming next. So it's not it's not an easy thing to do, and you know it's he's um you know the flow of the pages is is very very accomplished, very accomplished. Um, what did you what did you feel about the kind of the 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 dialogue and kind of the general kind of story? I thought it worked. I did. I think it's a little dark, but I mean the world and the characters are a little dark, so you can't really fault it for being a bit grim. 
the one thing yeah. that I get with a lot of anytime I'm reading anything, like book or uh, a comic, as long as it's reading, um, there's a weird thing where people say I am instead of I'm. And I un- I understand yeah. that like in the real world, people say I am, but they do it in, yeah. for different situations. And it just kind of like breaks the like natural f- flow of dialogue when someone's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I am cooking breakfast. And it just it's just like he okay. doesn't use the contraction I'm. And so I thought there was a little bit of yeah. that where it just almost seems like it was. Oh, yes. It, it would yeah. be rant like if you were yeah. to run it through a translator or something, it would be like that. Just a little, a little unnatural, but that's a very small criticism. I thought the the dialogue was just fine, other than stuff like that. Yeah, I. It's good that you pointed that out because there was something that was kind of uh, bothering me a little bit about the about the the dialogue, and I just couldn't put my hand on it. Uh, uh, yeah, my, my my finger on it, and yeah, I think you you know you you've pointed it at, pointed that out quite well in terms of yeah there's i did feel occasionally it was um uh, sometimes a bit stilted and it was a little bit perfunctory i wish he'd put more i don't know flavor is the wrong word but kind of more personality into each of the things that kind of each you know anytime someone's talking it's very it feels very much like an archetype of what that type of character would be saying in that moment Rather than kind of a gen, gen um, a genuine thing, if you see what I mean. Yeah, it it can get a bit robotic. Yeah, yeah, a little bit rude. In terms of the the general plot, I I really like kind of the the general setup and uh, what the idea of the story is. Um, if I've got one criticism of it is, and this is just me, kind of like seeing this premise. And kind of as a writer myself, kind of like, well, what, what, what would I do with it? And kind of the story doing uh, something different to what I would have done. So I don't know how valid a criticism it it, it is. I wouldn't have turned this into a action comic. I would have maybe done something about you know him trying to be reintegrated into society and kind of maybe go more down like the. Shawshank Redemption route of where you know he's he's you know he's old and he's broken down and even though it's not been that long he he can't really fit back into society and play around with that idea a bit more rather than go down the very much kind of the B movie revenge plot thing that he's he's chosen to do but that's just like my personal uh, preference uh, about that choice. Yeah, I think I tend to agree because although he does that revenge plot pretty well it you can't really get away from the feeling that it's a b-movie plot because there's not a bunch of you know uh layers to the story there's a few layers and there's a couple themes that are pretty easy to pick up on but uh it does feel like a b-movie plot i agree but i think that the artist he's working with uh let me credit the artist real quick i don't know if we even did that uh it's a matt battaglia so matt battaglia he's he he works decently with the conversational scenes, but the scenes I think where he shines the most are when a character is getting either very emotional or there's um I guess not full on action, but some like some tense scenes because he's 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 decent at switching up the perspective. A couple times throughout he'll do the perspective uh almost like a like a worm's eye view where you're looking up and the 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 perspective yeah. of the of the person would be kind of stretched out so they appear super tall. He does that a couple times 
and I think it works uh, to kind of set the menacing tone. And there's one series of panels on page. Uh, it's page 20, but that might be a little different depending on what you're reading it on. But uh, yeah. where he says, you left me for dead. And yeah. I thought that was a very well done series of tiny panels. And the lettering uh, is better there than it is in the rest of the comic. I think it, it's either hand lettered oh, or yes, a different yeah. font. Yeah. And yeah, he also yeah. does hand lettering for that explosion scene you mentioned earlier. And now I'm thinking, yes, Let this guy letter it if he is hand lettering it, because it's really, really well done. Yeah, the kind of that bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang, bang. And then the boom. Yeah, yeah. It's really, it's really, your hand lettering is, um, I think there's kind of a big debate. I don't, don't know if it's a big debate, but there's a debate about whether or not you should hand letter or whether or, whether or not you should kind of like leave it to digital lettering. Um, and I can kind of see the the kind of like, advantages and disadvantages of both if you're kind of doing digital lettering like something that i certainly do is like when i'm writing my comics is i i write dialogue and then i realize it's not going to fit on the page and if you were kind of like hand lettering that they'd be like it's like oh, oh i've made a mistake here yeah. <laughs> when we're doing like digital lettering it's a little bit easier to kind of like you know certainly artists i've worked with kind of letterers that i've worked with yeah you're gonna have to kind of edit this down mate it's not gonna it's not gonna fit on the page so yeah i think there's advantages and disadvantages of both so i i I really um i I thought this was as good i think it's you know i'm not too sure how much it's going to be selling for but um in terms of if i if i'd pick this up in a comic book shop i wouldn't be too disappointed i think we're i'm not necessarily being nitpicky about it but you know, um, it's 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 a fine kind of like B movie, um, you know, crime sci-fi crime thriller. So yeah, I I, I quite in, I enjoyed it a fair bit. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's definitely an indie a book from indie creators. It's not. I mean, they're they're clearly not. They haven't been working in this industry forever. But it's a very strong. It gives me hope, honestly, that we're going to see some new breakout people because. It's a, it's a whole package. They it's got it's got pretty much all the things you need for like a tight story. Uh, it what it's twenty standard comic size, twenty one pages. Yeah, it's quite yeah. Four maybe. Yeah. That's the other thing. I wish it had been maybe a little bit longer to, just to give give the story time to breathe a little bit. But you know, if you've got twenty pages to work with, and that's you've got to to fit the story in in 20 pages so yeah yeah in terms of being a one-shot comic it is truly just like a one-shot comic which you don't often see so that was nice it's nice to just read something and you say that that was the entire story so i did yeah i didn't it was yeah yeah i agree with that as well want to move on to yes yeah okay so uh mythopocalypse if i can pronounce that correctly it's written by Thatcher E. Cleveland, and there are two stories in Mythpocalypse. There, um, so it's kind of like a anthology thing. Um, it's a two story set in a post-apocalyptic landscape filled with creatures from myth and legend. The first stories is called uh, Ghost Riders on the Four Hundred Five, with art by Alex Smith, and it's the tale of a man who returns after years away to face the headless rider he encountered in his youth. 
And then in Bulls on the Parade, Men on the Run, uh, the art is by Claudio Munoz. And it's about two lovers who are captured by minotaurs and they have to uh, kind of, they control the, the ruins of downtown Chicago and are forced to run through a maze that the minotaurs have created. It's lettered by April Brown and the cover art is by Morrigan Corbell. So, yeah, that's kind of uh, the description of it. So Ghost Riders on the 405, it's basically... It's kind of like a, you know, the, the main character is basically kind of like a Kung Fu Clint Eastwood. They, they set up the main character to be such a badass in this in the first story that I didn't know it was going to yeah. be like a, like I knew it would be an anthology type deal, but I didn't know, didn't know it'd be true anthology where he would just be gone by the end of the story because he yeah. seemed like a big protagonist type character. He was not. The shining thing on the first story for me is the art. Alex Smith is... Very good, I think. I don't know if you got the same impression. Yeah, I it's it's very very high level stuff. I think kind of I think we both kind of enjoy black and white grayscale uh, comics. Yes. He's, he's he does this very well, and sometimes when you're reading a black and white comic, you you kind of wish I wish this was kind of like in color, but with this, it's just like, no, leave it in black and white. It's absolutely perfect the way. Uh, that it is uh there's a funny story that i need to to tell actually so when i was doing the social media for this episode i tagged in a, a comic book artist called alex smith and it was the wrong alex smith and then kind of the right alex smith kind of said actually no that you know i'm actually the one um uh, <laughs> uh illustrating this um so i had to untag and then retag and then all that sort of stuff so yeah um he's very kind about it so there's um two two artists called alex smith and we, we must review a comic by the other Alex Smith uh, at some point in the future to, to kind of make up for it. Definitely. So, Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, just to kind of like talk about the art, the, all the characters, you know, I love the facial expressions yeah. and kind of like the, the facial design of um all the, all the characters kind of are, are protagonist. Do they give the protagonist name? I, um, I can't remember if I they do. I don't think so. I don't think so. He might just be, yeah, so he's just kind of like, you know, like I said, uh, you know, Kung Fu Clint Eastwood. He's got this uh, bow staff that he, he comes into town with and beats up um, kind of the, the bike again. But again, going back to the, the facial expressions, kind of like the protagonist is kind of inscrutable and cool and calm under pressure. The goons are kind of like kind of grimacing and uh, frowning and kind of being very kind of intimidating. And I just, I, I, I really, I really enjoyed that. I really appreciated kind of that ability to kind of um, uh, make make clear that, and all the characters uh, featured in this have got really you know, just clever use of um, the eyebrows as well. I think in terms of just like small movements of the eyebrows to really um, get across what the the characters are fe- thinking and feeling. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about that because just thinking about it in real life. Eyebrows are like a very small thing that like really sets up a person's how you how you see a person's emotions. And he does Alec does the, yeah. do that in this. And um, he's insanely good at facial expressions, I would say. And it's only nine or ten pages. I think they're both about about ten pages. Uh, yes. Yeah. And he has a lot of time. It seems like he's just like setting up character development with every page because you're understanding their emotions every time you see them. 
but in fact, it's only been like four pages. So that that initial yes. guard. Okay, there's a fight on page two uh, of this story, and I just want to point out how this fight broke down because I think it's really impressive. So we have the two arguing in the top panel, and then it falls down diagonally to the right, um, and then we get these three these three action panels kind of like set into the page. So if you follow the main character's arm into the crunch sound effect, that leads you to the second panel where you follow his leg, which leads you into the third panel where you where you following his, his staff. And it just flowed so well. And I noticed how he did it without original. Like I didn't notice until after it was done. And at, oh, yeah, yes, so it yeah. kind of just draws yeah, I'm seeing it now. Yeah, it draws the eye just in a straight line across diagonally every time. And I thought that worked super well. And if Alex does fight scenes like that normally, I just want to read his fight scenes. Yeah. Yeah. The thing I love about this page is kind of like just the final silhouette at the bottom of the page where he's just holding his bow staff and then the, the other guys I'm um, holding his gun at him. And I just, that's such, such a cool little like image. If you saw that on like a poster or something, uh, just that the, the silhouette image you say yes yeah, that's that's kind of badass it's really yeah because where else are you gonna see a guy with a looks like some type of ak-47 against the guy with the staff and they're just yeah. yes yeah it's quite cool yeah so the you know um he he facial expressions are great like like we've just talked about the the action is the amount of space that they've got for like 10 pages for, for each story the amount of action he's able to pack in um, with the art is really really impressive you've got to be really um, intelligent and think think carefully about um, how you're using your panels and yeah just that that action scene that, that we've just talked about um, is is superbly done really I think yeah I think it's also on is, is it Thatcher Thatcher Cleveland the writer yeah uh, it's also on yeah. him that we get so much packed into so little pages because the thing kind of compresses and decompresses at like a seemingly random, but it feels quite natural. And then you get, you get these long moments and you also get uh, time jumps where you're, you're able to see development of characters. That's especially true in the second, but in the, in the first yes. one, I do think it feels like more than nine or 10 pages, which is a good thing. Cause you want to get the most, you know, value out of those, those pages. Yeah, and it's kind of the perfect length of the story. I mean, you, you could easily have had this story um, expanded to 20, 30, 40 pages and, you know, have a few more fight scenes in there or a bit more background about the um, girl that follows him into the desert, kind of a bit more background about her. But he just, it's just, it's just kind of like short and sweet and Moorish. And yeah, it's it, it's it's really well done. Really well done. Uh, I don't know if I have anything else to say on that one. Bulls on Parade? Bulls on Parade. Yes, let's get to that one. So this is... Yeah, can we just... Just one last thing on the... On the... Uh, Ghost Rider. I really like the uh, image of our protagonist, kind of... Uh, the final scene of our protagonist and kind of the this headless ghoul that's coming after him i just think that's quite a cool design choice that they've uh they've made there so yeah let's um move on to balls on parade so they're, they're quite different 
art styles, aren't they? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, they are. It didn't jump out of me at first, but because um, on that first, I guess it's a cover uh, or that first page of the second story. It looks pretty intricate, but I don't think that's indicative of the art style for the main story. So it does. Yeah, it does mm-hmm. change quite a bit. I still do quite like the art on this by Claudio Munoz. Um, yeah. I do like it. I don't know if I like it as much as Alex Smith's stuff in that first one, but I think it's very functional. There's a lot of background detail, which is always nice. Uh, so you kind of like always know where you are in the setting, which is which is good. Gives you another uh, another layer to be kind of immersed into the story. Um, how did you feel about the art? Yeah, I I quite liked the the art. I kind of I liked the design of the the minotaurs. I I also kind of his composition generally is is very very good. Like like you said, you kind of always know where you are geographically. You know where the characters are geographically. Kind of there's a smooth flow of the action, so it's it's, it's an easy um, comic to to read as well. And I, I also like you know as we mentioned in um, Lee Pem, kind of they do have quite a bit of stuff around kind of the the hand drawn lettering, kind of blame, kind of brains being kind of splattered all over the place and um, that sort of thing. So that's that's another thing I appreciate about it as well. Yeah, it gets quite violent. Um, so basically, I won't. I don't really want to spoil the story because I want people to actually like buy this and support the creators. But uh, yeah. essentially, another section of this myth apocalypse type deal we have for the world, and it's um, it's Chicago, right? Yeah, uh, Chicago. It's yes. the Chicago Bulls. But instead of the, instead of bulls, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I didn't realize that. I didn't realize I, that. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah. I got that on page one and I was yeah. just applauding. I was like, wow, you did it. <laughs> it, it. Yeah. So there's minotaurs that basically make humans run in this labyrinth. Uh, and um, there is a twist at the end. Uh, a pretty satisfying twist, I think. Um, yes. The art conveyed it pretty well there's a lot going on in some panels and the panel borders are so thin that at times the eye can get kind of lost i think it's a little jumbled sometimes just because there's so many of these tiny panels but um i think it worked really well honestly i think this i don't know if the writer just had good fortune twice for both these artists or if he just writes in a way that makes it easy for them to make a clear concise short story but I thought they were both really strong. Yeah, I would agree with you. I'm, I'm actually probably going to 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 reach out to Thatcher to kind of just see how he formats his scripts in terms of how much direction he gives to to the the artists in terms of uh, panel composition and and layout and that sort of thing because both both comics are you can you can kind of tell they're written by the same person, but can you, the way that they're laid out is very different. So I'm just wondering if he's he, if he's just given like the, the artists a lot of freedom to kind of like tell the story the way they, they think it's best to tell it. I think you, you have to assume because some of these action sequences, I just don't know if he's, um, he wouldn't be scripting the entire sequence of like the characters 
so I feel like there's a good push and pull of writer artist going on. At least I I, yeah. I like to think so. Yeah, I the the, the other thing I'd say about um kind of the second story, the panels felt a little bit busy. I don't know if that's a little bit busy, a bit more crammed. I don't know if that's a function of uh, the story having more characters in there uh, or if it's if that was just kind of like uh, an artistic choice in terms of making the characters, making the panels really kind of like crowded and as, as you mentioned, occasionally because the panel borders are a little thin, um, it can be a bit difficult to, not difficult, but you know, sometimes it, the eye doesn't um, flow naturally. Yeah, I agree. Because sometimes, sometimes in a comic, you like want to let your eye wander and just kind of absorb the story. And sometimes, if you if you were to do that in this, I think there would be times where you would uh, maybe get lost. But it's also, I think, a part of that. This one just has a lot more dialogue and words, and uh, kind of yeah, yes. there's a character relationship being built halfway through, which we didn't really have in the other one. So, uh, and that's also the same page. That's the page with probably the most dialogue and also the page with, mm, it might be the page with the most panels. It's just jam packed with panels and dialogue. So it's. Yes. Yeah. It took a bit of a while to read, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit much, but I mean, it didn't really stop the flow of the story for me. I thought it was well paced. I thought he gave the, uh, I thought the final page reveal, um, had a really nice sequence of panels on it that I, yes, I quite like. Yeah. That is the one thing I would say. I think this story, uh, the second story did, it did need a couple of more pages. I think, I think while it, while it fits and while it's, it's nice with, with the first stories that, yeah, that's, that's a perfect morsel. I don't really need anything more from that with, with the second story. I felt it, if it had a little bit more, more room to breathe, it would have been kind of, um, more satisfying. Just putting my my um, uh, yeah writer's hat on on my head. It just I would have liked a few moments where there you know you know kind of where the tension's built up. Kind of like it's an, it's a near escape from one of the minotaurs, and then they have to go again, and then they're waiting and that sort of thing. But again, you're constrained by how many pages that you've you've got to work with. Yeah, I think you're right. I was I was just agreeing with you mentally about how that would have been nice, and then I realized, yeah, you can't really fit that um, in this same package that this was. But, um, I mean, I think they're both just successful short stories, which is really hard to do uh, in comics. Yes, oh, dude, it's so difficult, man. You've got like you've got no idea. I write I write short stories myself in, in the comic book form, and to try and fit the amount of character development the dialogue, the action into, you know, template is, it's, it's, you know, Thatcher's done a remarkable job, really. It's not easy because you gotta, you gotta introduce the characters, get a little bit of development, a little bit of action, and then you gotta wrap it all up and you have maybe 10 pages to do that often less than that. Uh, yeah. There's a bunch more stuff you have to do to make a good story. That's not all of the components, but yeah, it's a, uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty fine job. I I am actually curious. Is this is this a set of short stories? I I'm not sure. I, I should reach out to 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 factor about that. I, this they say this is Mythpocalypse issue one. 
I hope there's a Mythpocalypse uh, issue too, but you know, I feel, you know, I feel that's probably kind of entirely dependent on how well it sells on uh, Comicsology. We'll 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 include the links to where you can buy these Definitely. in the episode in the episode notes. Also, their cover artist well. is pretty. I never, uh, I didn't really even know what I was looking at, but once you read the book and look back at the cover, which isn't what a cover is supposed to do, but at least it's. Uh, (laughs) but at least it it does it's it's thematic it's got the headless writer and the minotaur and the labyrinth yes yeah it's um it's very that's the the cover almost reminds me of um a cover from like monstrous yeah it's kind of got that same sort of um same sort of feel but uh yes i i i really i I love like my sci-fi horror horror anthologies i was kind of like um a big fan of like the outer zone or um you know those kind of like tv shows and this is a little bit rem- reminiscent of that and when i first got into comics kind of the the first few comics i brought were kind of like these uh comics you buy from the shop and there's kind of like three or four different stories in there so i i really enjoyed this i thought it's you know both both the uh, it's, it's top quality stuff i think um alex smith's art is just it's just top notch. Claudio Manoz does good art as well, and the, the artist uh, Matt Matag- Bataglia does good art. But for me, like Alex Smith is a standout. I think Alex Smith of these yeah, is is definitely the highest the highest tier here. He's he's got the acting yeah. and he's got the the action and yeah he he does it all. Uh, and besides just being like a bold style that stands out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's kind of all i've got to, to say about have you got any other thoughts on no, i think we covered most of it i thought it was quite good if i had to pick one or the other i'd probably pick mythpocalypse uh out of these two i think i'd, I'd probably uh agree with you there um it just for me just if I, you know if i if i'd pick this up in a comic book shop you know um i don't know how much comics See, I haven't bought a single issue comic in absolutely ages. So I'm not too sure how much they they cost at the moment. Let's say kind of like three or four quid. I'd be I'd be happy with that. I'd be yeah. happy with that. A lot yeah. of bang for your buck with Mythpocalypse. Yeah. So I think that's about all we have today. Uh, we'll definitely be yes. back um, probably twice next week. It might be twice next week. Yeah, I think we're recording twice. Let's try and keep one of those episodes for the for the week yeah. after next, if that makes sense. Um, next week, um, we're going to be having a guest on, which is my, my mate, uh, John Swatcher, and we're going to be talking about... What are we going to be talking about? It's going to be Lords of Cosmos. Yes, I'm excited it? for that. I think we're going to be discussing. I'm excited. I haven't started reading it yet, but it, it, it should be good. Yeah, I haven't either, but it looks it looks very, very fun to read. So, yeah. Thank okay. you guys for listening. Cool. Thanks for hanging out. Stay safe. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Bye.